This is the Tom Bigby Tales, and I'm your host, Shannon Evans. I write about a small town in northeast Mississippi on the Tom Bigby River. I also write about some of the communities that lie along the Tom Bigby that interconnect with ours. Today's episode is titled Baskerville Manor, Poker, and a Murder. Baskerville Manor is a lovely brick Italianate home on 3rd Avenue North in Columbus, Mississippi. It is a beautiful antebellum home. The back part of the house was built in 1840 on land previously owned by the Sims family who built Sunnyside. That family was an, were early settlers in Columbus and their first home was most probably log. They owned the entire block of what now lies between 3rd and 4th Avenue North and between 9th and 10th Street. The land around the house was used to grow cut, to grow corn. In the late 1830s or 1840s, the family wanted a more elegant home for their family to live in, as log homes were beginning to be outlawed in the town. The owner negotiated with local builder William O'Neill to exchange his architectural and building expertise for the portion of the property where the Baskerville Manor now stands. O'Neill is the one who most probably also built the back portion of the house and the carriage house and the smokehouse that are still standing, which were then used as part of the inn on what was Andrew Jackson's military highway or a portion of what is today 9th Street North. The property was was purchased by wealthy planter and prosperous merchant, Governor James Whitfield, who owned Snowden just across the street. Whitfield built what became Baskerville Manor as a wedding present for his son, Henry, who married Laura Young in May of 1858 in Lowndes County. Henry was a graduate of the University of Alabama of 1854-1855, and by 1856 had become a lawyer in Columbus. During the Civil War, Henry would serve on General William E. Baldwin's staff and would eventually be captured at the fall of Vicksburg and would be traded in a prisoner exchange about a year later. The Whitfields would sell their home to Marcellus Hatch in 1867, after the war. Hatch was a druggist with a fairly successful apothecary on Main Street in Columbus. He and his wife and two children had only been in the home seven months when Marcellus Hatch bets the house against Richard E. Moore's Curry Plantation and Cotton Gin. Moore won the poker game and he and his wife, Frances Swope Moore, took over the home. Hatch and his wife bought a new home on Main Street near his pharmacy. Marcellus Hatch was born in 1829 in Lowndes County, Mississippi. His father, Lemuel Hatch, and mother, Sarah Jane Patrick Hatch, came to Mississippi from Hancock County, North Carolina, for land grant with for the land grants. Lemuel Hatch owned large sections of farmland in both Noxaby and Lowndes counties. Lemuel would die in 1851. 
Marcellus and his wife, Mary Catherine Spicer Hatch, had two children. Lavinia, who would marry a man named James Matthews, a railroad agent from Meridian, and son Lemuel Spicer Hatch, known as Spicer. By 1880, <clears throat> Lavinia has, has married and moved on, and Mary Catherine Spicer Hatch, Marcellus's wife, had passed away previously in 1876 and was buried in the Hatch family plot at Friendship Cemetery. Marcellus is still running his pharmacy in 1880, and young Spicer, his son, is 23 years old, in the prime of his life, working with his father when he was out and about on the evening of August 30th, 1880, when he was shot and killed by young Hunter Sharp, son of former Brigadier General Jacob Sharp, and grandson of the late Mississippi Supreme Court Justice William Harris. According to news articles, Hunter Sharp shot Spicer Hatch two times after Hatch allegedly jumped Sharp and shot once at Hunter Sharp. Remember, the newspaper in Columbus at the time is owned by Hunter Sharp's father, the late general. Hatch allegedly rushed Sharp out of a building and shot at him with a, and I'm going to butcher the name, Matralu palm pistol, a square eight millimeter, five shot, very rare, very expensive pistol, a pistol that's never found in the investigation. Sharp shot Hatch first in the hand, knocking Hatch to the ground and on his back, and allegedly Hatch still hung on to the gun, the gun that's never found. The second shot was fired directly in Hatch's mouth, leaving contact burns as well as blowing Hatch's teeth out of his mouth because, and Hunter shot at him because allegedly Hatch was preparing to shoot again. 17-year-old Hunter Sharp had shot and killed Spicer Hatch at point-blank range as he lay sprawled on the ground. An investigation was conducted by Mayor Dancy and Justice Lanier both close friends of Hunter's father, Jacob Sharp, the editor and publisher of the Columbus paper and former Brigadier General of the Confederacy, as well as the founding member and Grand Poobah of the Columbus chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. Their investigation determined Hunter Sharp was barely defending himself from Hatch's attack. Spicer Hatch died after several agonizingly painful hours on August 30th, 1880, at age 23. His father would die less than two months later at age 50. Both are buried in the Hatch family plot, Lot 50, in Friendship Cemetery. Thomas Hunter Sharp would go on to be mayor and postmaster of Columbus. He would also go on to kill a neighbor in a brutal shootout in Columbus, becoming the town's oldest convicted murderer in his 80s. To find out more about General Jacob Sharp, listen to the December 15th, 2023 episode on the Tom Bigby Tales. To find out about Thomas Hunter Sharp's later murder, listen to the November 29th episode. 
To learn more about Baskerville Manor and other antebellum homes in Columbus, follow and like the Historic Home Tours of Columbus Facebook page. And finally, to find more episodes like this one, please like, follow, and subscribe to the Tom Bigby Tales. Until next time.